Across America, BP supports more than 275,000 jobs to keep energy flowing. Jobs like updating turbines at one of our Indiana wind farms and producing more oil and gas with fewer operational emissions in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Good morning, millennials. Welcome back to the Morning Toast. Happy Thursday. Hey, Jax, how you doing? I'm darn good knowing that it's Thursday. It's just an exciting day of the week. I mean, it looks like it's not Thursday, but it's the last day on Earth. I know. We're not recording at 10 p.m., you guys. No, it's just like raining i don't know why like the dramatic dark sky but it's, it's just raining it's a gloomy day which i don't hate though when i woke up this morning i just wanted like it was it was one of the harder it was confusing when you wake up so dark but i'm supposed to go to the u.s open today and it's like of course the u.s open's been going on for weeks so fabulous so fabulous like every summer star. sun and i was like oh today's my day and i wake up and i'm like what the fuck is going on what is going on? So, like, do you still go when it's raining? Well, they actually can't play tennis, like, on those courts in the rain. Mm-hmm. So it might get rescheduled. Would you want it to get rescheduled? I don't know. Like, I want to go. Yeah, but do you want to go like this? No. Under thundercloud? No. But, like, I, like, me, I wake up and I'm like, oh, my God, my whole day is ruined. And I texted Brian. I'm like, the weather! He's like, it'll clear up. It's fine. It might clear up. Yeah. yeah. But if it's like, if it's raining, they won't play. They won't. No, I'm pretty sure. Like, I remember from tennis growing up, like you can't play in the rain on those hard courts. And we're going to put the athletes in danger. No. You know, what my it's favorite- really like, da- it's not. Yeah. Safe. yeah. You know, what my favorite part of maybe they cover it, but I don't think so. You know, what my favorite part of the U.S. Open is like, because U.S. Open obviously happens every year in Queens. And I assume like all the players stay in the city and you know it's like U.S. Open time when you see those Lexus official U.S. vehicles. You ever see those? Not really. Oh my, they, I guess Lexus is like the major sponsor of the U.S. Open and they have official U.S. Open vehicles. And I think it's the vehicles that drive players to the stadium. I'm not sure who's in the car, but you, I always see them and they stay at um, on 42nd Street. You know when you go down park and you go through that like weird thing, mm-hmm. that hotel right there? I think it's a Hyatt. All the cars are lined up, and it's just like... Oh, I do know that hotel. It's like Christmas, you know? It's like the U.S. Open is here. The Lexuses have arrived. But I'm just wanting to know, like, are there coaches in those cars or, like, actual players? You're asking the wrong person because like me, it seems like you're the expert on the cards. Feels you're like maybe, the one like, talking the them. ball boys would be in there. I don't know. Like, I just want to know who's in there. The windows are too you should You should do some more research and find out. Well, I wanted to talk about it just so, like, somebody who works for Lexus or... We'll let you know. Just let me know. Like, I've always wondered. When I was a kid, I always thought, like, the players were in there. But I'm like, the players are probably not going to drive around in a car that says the players in here, you know, like with yeah. this sponsored on the side. Just a thought. Okay. I'll well, let you know what I find out. Please do. Yeah. We're awaiting with bated breath. Exciting for you that you're going to the U.S. Open. Oh, yeah. I'm excited. Yeah. It's going to be a good time. Well, okay. hopefully, if I go. Nice. Um, there's like a lot of things going on in the city. It's just like, a, like there's so much traffic. It's, you know what? It's been two years since we had this time of year, but it's Fashion Week. It's U.S. Open. Next week, I guess, is Met Gala, which I guess they tied on to Fashion Week. That's yes. a new thing for us. And then I don't even want to say these words, but it's starting to feel like the time of year of the UN General Assembly. Okay, so that's funny that you said that. My doorman told me that the president was in town, which is why like my street was so fucking congested. I'm like, what is going on? You guys, if the UN General Assembly is in session, like we won't be in studio. No, when we were growing up, honestly, like I don't even know what the, I don't know why I was like an eighth grader who knew what the General Assembly was, but it just turns the city on its head. Every street is closed. Every street is blocked. Like it's impossible to get around. inside. It's like. No, but you're right. That feeling in the air. It is that time the of year. The traffic is building. Did they not have it last year? Definitely not. It was probably virtual. And, um, or we weren't leaving our houses, so we didn't notice. Yeah. But I'm really, I hadn't thought about it, but now I'm, I'm. Oh, no. We need to find out their schedule so that we can plan accordingly because we can't. 
do what we oh do. Oh my God, it's impossible you to get around. You can't just like live your life as normal when the UN is in town. Oh, no. Yeah. Oh man, I didn't even think of that. I had literally, there's so many things I forgot about because they didn't happen last year, like Fashion Week. Like, yeah. I totally forgot that and that was a thing. Now it's back. It feels like bigger and louder than ever. Yeah, it also feels like less cool than ever. It feels more um, like relatable, accessible, revolvey. Yeah, you know, because that's what it is. Like Revolve came to Fashion Week as they should, as they should, and they brought all these like Revolve influencers and like everything else in the world. Like Revolve has taken over. No, totally. It's Just no yet another like, thing. It's not Mercedes Benz Fashion Week. It's Revolve Fashion Week. And honestly, like that tracks. That does track. That's what people are wearing. That's the industry. Yeah. So I mean, I haven't really seen anything that's really taking your interest, breath away except I ordered a coat last night that I got a targeted ad for that was so stunning and beautiful and there's not that much I can get excited about right now in the way of fashion because like sweatpants are all that fits me right now <laughs> um but this coat you guys I think I'm gonna have to wear it on the show just because it's like so so fabulous are you buying clothes like for your pregnant body or for like your afterlife for my not pregnancy. afterlife, like after your pregnancy. For my pregnancy, because I what I'm not buying for next spring. Right. So th- that's why I'm not really buying anything special except for this coat, because you know a coat you can cover a belly with. Of course. So did and you it see was, Kylie's coat today? We'll be talking about Kylie's coat. Thank God. We will be talking about Kylie's coat. <laughs> okay. Well, I really didn't do. Oh, I finished the erotic novel. Please share with the class. And I conducted an experiment that I would like to share with the class. Okay, so the erotic novel, which was called, I can't remember what it was called. It Happens One Summer, and the wrong title for the book. Yeah. It's just, it's like a whatever title for like an iconic love story. It should be called like The Fisherman and the Socialite. Like, you know? Or like something. Yeah, like they could have done more with like fish, fishnet stocking, something. Like, you know, something. Yeah. Um, I couldn't even remember the title because it so doesn't even apply to the book. I didn't know it was summer. Literally. When it happened. And I thought it was it happened one weekend. And I'm like, which weekend? No, the I guess The one where ha- they went to Seattle? Seattle. Seattle. Okay, like the book was so cute. And like, honestly, even outside of the erotica, like the storyline was adorable. Like you're just rooting for Brendan and Piper. Yes, I know that those are currently the names of the two main characters fucking shit up on Bachelor in Paradise. But I'm talking about the two main characters, the protagonists in the book we're currently talking about, which is called... It happens one summer. So cute. I loved the ending. It was just like an easy, light read. It didn't require too much of me. And I gave it five stars because I really enjoyed myself. And you know what I wanted to do afterwards, but I forgot? You know, you could search words like in Kindle. Like I, wa- I just wanted to see how many times they used the word pussy. Because towards the end, like I was losing track. At first it was one, then two, and then three. And then I lost count after three. Uh, yeah. I didn't think it was like that many times because or maybe it was just like after the first time where like it just shocks you yeah. then you become desensitized. That's very possible. Well I'm so glad you liked it and I have the same exact reaction like okay this book is super raunchalicious but it's a great book. That's why I recommend it to you. That's why I took this leap of faith and I did a poll on my story not a poll but a slidey scale mm-hmm. of how if you've read this book how spicy would you rank it and a lot of people said and I saw in groups also that like it's not a 10 out of 10 on a spice scale for them not for people who read spicy books. Right like 50 shades. And other spicy books. Well, I then was like, you know what? I loved it so much. I'm like, let me read the sequel. Right. And I bought the sequel. And I guess I bought the wrong book mm-hmm. because I didn't recognize any of these characters' names. And then I realized it was like just another one of her books called Fix Her Up, like about a remodeling. And honestly, like, it's really silly. Like, it's... It's not it. It's not it. Like, you know where they lost me? Like, I was trying to be optimistic. Like, it was corny. But I honestly don't mind corniness in books. And you know where they lost me was like this girl, Georgie, who's the main character, who's just like kind of like the little sister who no one will take seriously. Um, As a profession, she is a clown at like kids parties and she loves it so much. She loves kids so much. And honestly, I just thought it was such a weird kind of like character flaw that I just, I decided not to continue. And yeah, that's a little strange. It was so random. Someone's got to be the clown. But No, I know. Uh, there are other jobs if you love kids so much, like counseling. Teacher. Counselor. Yeah. Professional counselor. So it was just bizarre, but I spent the $10 on the book, so I was like, let me give it a chance, and honestly, I couldn't. Okay. I mean, that's fine. There is a sequel to the book. I think it's called Hook, Line, and Sinker, but it's about... Which would have been a better name for, for the, the original. One. It's about the sister who... 
didn't resonate with me. She didn't resonate with me either because she was just like annoying being like vinyl vinyl records are like my life you know like being into vinyl records is not a personality trait completely agree she literally like all she said and whenever she spoke it was just like vinyl records no literally she spoke in vinyl <laughs> but i was really interested in the storyline between her and fox like right. if all four of them ended up in westport like that would be so cute yeah and she was such a good sister like i didn't despise her but like she's not a girl i would choose to hang out with yeah I agree with that. Or read about. That's why I didn't read the sequel. Um, so, yeah. Beverly Hills was on last night. Yeah. It was, it was okay. It was good. We have it a was lot, good. I've got a lot to unpack. Me too. In addition to the Fast Five stories, like breaking news as we sat our asses down here yesterday. Like yes. so fucking annoying. So let's get right into it yeah. because we have some exciting news to share. Here are the Fast Five stories that you need to know before you wake up and take a bite out of your morning toast. <laughs> and today's episode is, of course, brought to you by Bruce. When you use Bruce, you guys, there's nothing better. You're going to get every crevice, every corner, every plaque-filled gap clean with the Bruce. The best electric toothbrush on the market and the most affordable. Some electric toothbrushes can cost over $200. Bruce says, no, thank you, ma'am. They are affordable and they work so great and they're so aesthetically like stunning, they're going to look great on your bathroom counter. The brush itself comes with six unique modes to customize your brushing experience. The battery life lasts four weeks. It comes with a magnetic charging stand and a compact travel case. They also offer a subscription program so you never forget to change your brush head again. They'll ship you a new replacement head every six months so you're never stuck using a worn down brush head. The design is super sleek. Their toothbrush has a modern, aesthetically pleasing design that comes in trend drip excuse me, trend-driven seasonal colors, and it looks great on your bathroom counter. Bruch is the unofficial official toothbrush of the morning toast. Every toaster has gotten their Bruch and loved it. And if you haven't gotten it yet, like you're missing out, but don't worry, I have a code for you. You can get 15% off your Bruch toothbrush kit and the refill plan when you use the promo code toast at bruch.com. That's 15% off using the promo code toast at B-R-U-U-S-H.com. Great. Also, um, Claudia and I are twinning today. Oh, yeah. Like, oh, my God. I totally forgot. I know. We can't even see ourselves, but we're twinning in our Spritz Society merch because the Spritz Society merch is launching today at 12 p.m. Eastern time at SpritzSociety.com. They have the cutest launch merch, including these sweatshirts, which we obviously both chose the same One. thing to wear because like, and also we're wearing our shoes the same way and socks, which yeah. is like just something cute about us. We're so cute. We're so cute and we didn't even plan it. We also have crew necks. Oh, no. That's already what we said. We have crew necks. We also have t-shirts, dad hats, and really the most sickening reversible bucket hat. I actually have it here. I should grab it. But um, okay, hold on one sec. Really quite sickening stuff. Uh, just like great. These sweatshirts are so comfortable. It's freezing in the studio today. Like actually they're trying to ice us out of here. And we are chilling in okay. our sweatshirts. Here's oh, you look super hat, cute. Which is so cute. Should I leave it on? Well, we'll leave it on for a second and then flip it. Yeah. Okay. So here's the one. And you might think, oh, they're selling two bucket hats, a black and a white. Mm -hmm. No, nope. no. It's a twofer. Black. It's a twofer. Which is so cool. I've never seen this before. Like, why don't really we have cool. these for toast? I don't know. Should I wear those for the rest of the job? Yeah, but I think I like oh, it better on the white. Yeah. I know. The only problem is, like, my bronzer. because I Did it just get on the white now? Let's see. No, I think you're good. No. Wow. Clean queen. Durable. Yeah, I'm going to leave this on. So cute. Um, so yeah, noon o'clock, Eastern Time, SpritzSociety.com. Check it out. Really cute. And I'm sorry, what was that? Without. Now, without further ado, we can get into the Fast Five stories. I just needed to get that off my chest. Do you feel literally. Um, I do, because it's on my chest, Spritz Society. <laughs> okay, first story dropped as we were speaking yesterday, because Wait, Morgan Stewart, crunch? yeah, we did it, oh, and you already read your ad, because oh, Morgan right. Stewart announced on Daily Pop yesterday that she is pregnant again nearly seven months after giving birth. This was so unexpected. So unexpected. I think based on her announcement and what she shared on Daily Pop, it was unexpected for her mm -hmm. as well, but Morgan Stewart McGraw and Jordan McGraw are pregnant with baby number two. They welcome their first child row in February of this year and now Morgan is expecting again she posted on her Instagram a picture of them um, bumping and she said maybe this baby will look like me because Ro looks so much like yeah Jordan. I guess I guess she does yeah that's that it's crazy how much babies look like their, look dads. Like their dads like always yeah no it's it's like actually rude like no I know but then I, when I was watching Yellowstone they shared they were talking about that and they said it's because like in the olden days so you could like it was a paternity test basically. right like right you couldn't like 
But it looks like the dad so much. Yeah, but it's like we did all the work. No, this I know. baby comes out looking like their dad who did nothing but like ejaculate nine months ago. No, no, no. It's, it's wild. Disgusting. It's wild. It's misogyny. Mother Nature's misogyny. It is, but there is something that's also like cool that it's like a natural DNA test. Yeah, I guess. Like, like, there's no denying that Zach Shapiro is Michaela's dad. No, no, no. Oh my god, can we talk about Michaela last night? How like I literally, I did something bad. You did something bad. I gave Michaela a chip, and I guess like it wasn't the biggest chip, and all of a sudden she started to choke. And like honestly, I saw my life flash before my eyes. I feel like I I reacted in good. I screamed for Olivia, and I slapped her back. And the thing came flying out, and then Michaela threw up in my hands. It was so sad. That's really sad. But there was, like, a little bit more to the story. No, I don't think there's more at all, actually. <laughs> I think that's really where the story ends. Okay. I just, like, for, I was there. I was definitely mushkering Michaela, like, being Mutschker annoying. Mushker like crazy. But she was just, like, tired and, like... Okay, so the thing is, is that I wanted her... I took her onesie off so that she could, like, live free. She's always in these clothes. I'm like, Michaela, run free in your diaper. Like, you're a child. Like, I always see child's children running alone in diapers in like, commercials for diapers in commercials i guess whatever i just wanted her to be free she was at her auntie's house i wanted her to relax a little bit but i guess when she gets undressed that's her signal that she's going to bed and it was like 7 30 and she was like started hysterically crying that she had to go to bed i'm like girl you're not even home like you're at your aunt's house like you're not gonna be going to sleep anytime soon but she was just relentless olivia was like give her something to eat like she loves to eat. I'm like, queen. So I got a pita chip, and Olivia's like, that one's too small. So then I got another pita chip, and it was bigger. But I guess it wasn't, like, huge. Cut to Michaela choking on it. And I, like, felt so guilty. Like, after torturing her, like, getting her out of her onesie, back in her onesie, like, she choked, she threw up. Like, it was it was my fault, for sure. But it was also just, like, how things were meant to play out. <laughs> <laughs> okay, that's the full story. And now you've shared it. Yeah, I don't really feel like I needed to share the whole story. You're just, like, coming for me. <laughs> no, but, like, but fine. I think the muchkering is essential to the story because she was, like, crying and, like... <laughs> yeah, but like, she didn't throw then... up because I was muchkering her. Mm. She threw up because the chip was too small and Olivia said she didn't chew it. She just ate the whole thing in one bite. Okay. Michaela's fine, you know, everyone's good. I'm just saying, like, it was really traumatizing. For you. For sure. It is traumatizing. I remember the first when, time I saw, like, when she was beavering her food, and then she, like... And she goes red. Oh, my God. Traumatizing. Truly. Oh I hope God. the Stuart McGraws don't have to experience that. Oh, right. Back to them. Look at us making everything about Michaela. I'm so happy for them. Their kids are going to be so close in age, which is so cute. Yeah. And I just love this. Like, yeah, bang them out, Morgan. Just, like, yeah. bang, bang, bang. Well, so she shared on Daily Pop. She didn't share how far along she was, because she had said that... Um, she didn't even know she was going to be talking about it on like announcing it on the show until like that morning. So she hadn't spoken with Jordan yet. So she didn't like want to share too much about like when the babies do or whatever. But I think she's pretty far along. Mm -hmm. um, she showed us her belly and she said that like she didn't know for so long because um, she was like dealing with postpartum right. like thyroid issues and it just really snuck up on them. And I think that their doctor had told them that like they weren't going to be getting pregnant at this time. And so it wasn't even a concern. Well, it's a miracle. It's a miracle. And I just love like everything about this girl. Like every decision she makes, like I'm so here for. I'm like, yes, have another baby. Yes, leave Daily Pop. Like whatever the fuck you want to do. I'm like, I'm following Morgan Stewart like to the grave. No, totally. I'm like another baby in four months, done. No, and you actually said after the show wrapped, like, if you had asked yourself like a year ago, if you could be pregnant at the same time oh, right. with any two celebrities. Of course. So now just to make it about me for as one second. Like to be pregnant at the same time as Kylie and Morgan Stewart, it's like a, a bounty. The only thing that would make this like more like a hit the trifecta for you is if like Dorit came out and announced <laughs> that she was pregnant. No, literally. Are you like over Dorit? Well, I'm, I am. I'm not like where I was last year with her, but I still like love her, but um, she's just not like my favorite this season. Mm -hmm. And that's okay. Of course. But still, yeah, no, if she was in the trifecta, like that would be so exciting. But like, I, I'm so, I'm just feeling so grateful mm -hmm. to be pregnant. For this opportunity. For this opportunity. Look at me and this opportunity. opportunity. To be pregnant alongside these really iconic women. Mm -hmm. And I just like am and so many other millions of other iconic women who are pregnant at this very moment. Yes, of course, but there's always millions of pregnant iconic okay. women. Okay. Um, but just these two are quite special to me, and I'm feeling really special. And also and that leads into our next yeah. story. Jennifer Lawrence is pregnant as well. She's expecting her first bebe with husband Cook Maroney. 
that's pretty much all the information that we have. Her rep confirmed the happy Bebe news to people on Wednesday. We don't know like who, what, when, where, how, but just that they are expecting it's very sweet i love that like she lives like the most normal life you know she's yeah. like a normal husband normal baby like normal 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 and i don't know i'm just like obsessed with jennifer lawrence like she's never given me one single iota of a reason like not to be obsessed like she's so stunning her movies are so fucking good like name a bad jennifer lawrence movie I know you don't like Silver Linings Playbook, but oh, like, I wasn't even going to say that. Oh. I think like what people would say, like it was objectively not good, was like that movie Mother it was like a horror movie. Ooh, yeah, okay, that's a good one. <laughs> it was more of like a rhetorical question, but okay. Um, just like <laughs> love Jennifer Lawrence, like, and you know what? Like, not to flex, but like I did go to a wedding that Jennifer Lawrence was at. And I feel like enough time has passed now that like I can talk about it. And Homegirl is so stunning, and Homegirl like eats, which just really warmed the cockles of my heart. Like, she was eating. And I'm like, yes, Jennifer, eat. Hmm. Eat. It was Now she's eating for two. So cute. Yeah, so cute. And this is another one, like, I feel special. And, like, it definitely feels nice to be pregnant alongside of her. But... I don't have the same relationship to her in my mind as I do to like Kylie and Morgan. Of course not. Well, I feel like it's hard to have that type of relationship with Jennifer Lawrence. She is like a celebrity who chooses to live a very, very private life. Yeah, but I'm sure she has stands somewhere who like could choose if they could be pregnant at the same time as any celebrity, like they would choose her. Honestly, like, (laughs) no, she is. She really does such a good job. I'm sure she has like a really balanced life. Like, yes, she's very recognizable, but I know she lives in New York, right? So like there's just an element of like, you become very grounded when you live in New York. Like, nobody gives a shit. Like, get out of the way. Give me that taxi. Like, no one cares. And she also, like, doesn't have social media. So she doesn't have, like, fan accounts. Like, I don't know. I feel like she's a real... But she's also, like, the most famous woman in the world. It's yeah. actually really crazy. She has such a... Honestly, like, to get that that level of fame, but also prob- probably... I don't know any of this for sure. But, like, to probably have that level of balance and, like, normalcy in your life. Like goals but don't you also feel like if so she's like probably the number one actress of our generation like a list forever Mm -hmm. like if there's a serious movie she's in it yeah don't you feel like if that person were like also like on social media being corny they wouldn't they wouldn't be that person i don't know but there's also a way to do it like i you know who i recently followed on tiktok and like you would think like this person on tiktok like Jessica Chastain. Okay. It's so good. Like, What does she post? She's just doing, like, you know, things. She's on set. Like, she got into, I don't know what movie she's playing, but she has to do these awful prosthetics that, like, make her look heinous. Um, like, she has these huge jowls, so she did, like, a time lapse of this whole journey. And it's good. I'm sorry. Like, it is good. She's not being, like, I think there's, you know, and I love her. I'm sorry, but, like, Jessica Alba on TikTok is the worst thing she ever did for her brand. Like, learning dances. Like, it's just... It's not it. Like, for, like, I'm sorry, like a grown woman. Like, just, that's not what we're doing. I understand. I think someone who does a good job of being, like, so taken seriously and a queen of social media. Can, can we say it on three? three one, I, two, three. three. Reese Witherspoon. Oh, my oh, God. Wow. I didn't know if we were going to get it. Yes. I didn't know if we were going to hit it. Um, I think I love her social content. I think it's, like, very um, respectable, but also on point and, like, on message. Yeah. And, she's not embarrassing herself and she's also staying relevant. There was like a joke on TikTok. I'm trying to think of who it was. There was a joke of like whoever runs Reese Witherspoon's social media, like can you go over to the, this person's house and help them out too? Because it was like a celebrity. I, oh, it was so funny. I can't remember. That's funny. But like there are so many celebrities in desperate need of Reese Witherspoon's team. Yeah. She kills it on every platform. Like yeah. truly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. She does. Others, not so much. Oh, it was Camila Cabello. Because <laughs> hers is... But, you know, Camila Cabello is, like, a young person. Like, right, she, she should, should be doing be, better. No, but also, she it should be, like, more just what is Camila doing today? Like, it yeah. doesn't have to be so curated. You know, I think Jennifer Lawrence might have a Facebook page. Like... I think she, like, might be on Instagram these days. No, no. Okay. I don't know. Let's check. But, again, like, honestly, if she were on Instagram, I, I don't know if I would even follow her. I mean, I just don't know if I would want to be attacked by her beauty, like, all the time. My ready face enough. No, she's not. Because I only really like following celebrities who, like, you can tell run their own shit. But I'm sorry. She does have fan accounts. Jennifer Lawrence underscore Jennifer Lawrence dot sexy pics. Let's take a look at that. Ooh, sexy pics. Yeah. Oh, that's not nice. Okay. Um, oh, wait. Jennifer Lynn Lawrence. J-Law. Oh, there's a race car driver. Wait. There is a verified person named Jennifer Lynn Lawrence, but it's definitely not Jennifer Lawrence. There's JenniferLawrence.act. She has a bunch of fan accounts. As she should. She's the biggest model, not model, actress in the world. And she really looks so similar to, like, the girl we met when she was, you know, starring, what was that her first movie? Winter Bones. 
Katniss. No, Winter Bones. Yeah, but I didn't see it. Yeah, then she was in that movie about those two people who fell in love, but, like, they needed a green card. Does anyone know what I'm talking about? And, like, she was the other woman, and she was, like, in this loft in this oversized shirt. I might just be making this up, but, like, I remember being in theater seeing it. Let me know if you remember what I'm talking about. I didn't see it. A little more pregnancy news. Pregnant Kylie Jenner unveils her baby bump in New York City. She is stepping out and giving us pregnancy looks in her white coat. Uh, She was impossible to miss with a long vinyl coat left open at the front to display her bebe bump in a tight, clinging, short dress. She also wore a huge smile for the outing with friends, but no sign of Travis. I just feel like this is new territory for Kylie. I feel like everything in Kylie's life, like been there, done that, richest girl in the world, has everything. But she's actually never stepped out and about as a pregnant person, and it must be fun for her to be having new experiences. Yeah, and it's fun for us pregnant people to like see what Kylie how she's styling the bump. And like that's the that's the style. Like bodycon, I know you like hate it because we were talking about that the other day. No, but like if I was going to wherever she's going, which is like an actual yeah. party, I would wear that. You would wear like a tight dress and a jacket. Yes, but I'm not going to wear that on the toast every day. Why not? It's just like. The toasters deserve to see bump. They can see bump. I'll wear like tighter clothes, but like I'm not going to wear a dress. I don't know. I think you it's should wear winter. lingerie. It's winter, yeah. No, and like we literally dress like slobs every day. Like if you wear, if you are dressed, that would be weird. Yeah, like I'll start dressing nicer in my pregnancy than I did yeah. before. No. I don't know about slobs every single day. Like a few days. No, for sure for me, slob every day. Not every day. And it's gotten worse and worse. Yeah, because but that's also just a sign of the times. But I feel like sometimes you come in like looking so nice in one of your blouses. Like maybe I just I don't know. I'm feeling like not motivated to even look like good. I need to get an outfit for the U.S. Open. Like, I have to wear, like, a white skirt, you know? Yeah, you do. Where Where the fuck does one buy, like, a tennis outfit? I have to go to, like, Nike. Yeah, you just need a skirt. You could even, like, wear this Sprit Society sweatshirt with, like, a little collared shirt underneath, a little socks and But then I have to, like, hit the town afterwards. Oh. So it's, like, I need a transitional outfit. Yeah. My life is so unbelievably difficult. Like, nobody knows what it's like to have my problems. Well, speaking of fashion, I'm speaking just of fashion. excited that Kylie is out. She's bumping. She's giving us everything that we need. And also, we're seeing the bump like in real time. What does that mean? What, how, how far, far along is, is that person? Are we on similar timelines? It's not that big. It it's, looks like you after dinner. Oh, no, I agree. It's not that big. No, not at all. It looks bigger in the video. Yes, but like in the video, we were seeing skin. She was obviously like, pushing her back out a little, like, you know. Yeah, I feel like we could sync up. Everyone is literally pregnant. What a fun time for me. Totally. You know? Because totally. it felt like I missed that window of like when everybody COVID. was pregnant. You know, like literally every single day on the show, it was Celebrity Bebe News. To the point where we stopped talking about who was pregnant because it's just like not. Boring. Yeah. And I thought like, okay, I missed the time to be like in the popular pregnancy crew. No, like you're never going to be a plastic. And now I'm just in this like smaller, trendier crew. And I'm so excited. Yeah, no, it's more exclusive. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, you know what else is exclusive? What? The deal we have on FrameBridge. FrameBridge makes it easier and more affordable, more affordable than ever to frame your favorite things without ever leaving the house. Add a gallery wall to your home office or send the perfect gift. From art prints and diplomas to the photos sitting in your phone, you can FrameBridge just about anything. Go to FrameBridge.com and upload your photo. Here's how it works. They'll send you packaging safely to mail in a physical photo or you can upload directly to FrameBridge.com. You'll preview your item online. In dozens of frame styles and gallery wall layouts, choose your favorite or get free recommendations from their talented designers. The experts at FrameBridge will custom frame your item and deliver the finished piece directly to your door, ready to hang, and instead of the hundreds you'd pay at a framing store, their prices start at $39 and all shipping is free. Plus, our listeners can get 15% off their first order at FrameBridge.com when you use the promo code TOAST. They, you can order online at FrameBridge.com or they have stores now, a FrameBridge store. You can work with the designer in person if you're in New York, D.C., Atlanta, or Philly, Boston, and Chicago are coming soon. Get started today. Frame your photos or find someone the perfect gift. Go to FrameBridge.com. Use the promo code TOAST to save an additional 15% off your first order. Just go to FrameBridge.com, promo code TOAST, FrameBridge.com, promo code TOAST. Yeah, you guessed it. 
Okay, next story. Addison Rae signs a deal with Netflix after he's all that success. She says it's beyond my wildest dreams. Addison signed a multi-picture deal with Netflix, meaning the streaming giant is partnering with her to develop new films specifically for her to star in. She will also executive produce the projects. The partnership comes after the success of her acting debut in Netflix's rom-com remake, He's All That, which premiered less than two weeks ago. She said, getting the opportunity to work with Netflix was such a pinch-me moment, and now to be able to continue the relationship is beyond my wildest dreams. I'm thrilled to be able to collaborate with this incredible team, and I'm excited to develop projects while continuing to strengthen my skills as an actress. I'm sorry, like, Miss Addison Rae is the queen of the world, and we are all her loyal subjects. Like, here's the thing. Get you a girl who could do both. And I'm not talking about Addison Rae. I'm talking about Netflix. Netflix is so fucking smart. Like, maybe some other streaming services would want, you know, would be hesitant about working with someone who doesn't have a lot of experience. But... Netflix can get Addison Rae and they can get Leonardo DiCaprio for that movie that just came out. Jennifer Lawrence, Leonardo DiCaprio. Yeah. Like, they can do both. And I love a versatile streaming service. Yeah. No, I'm really glad that this means that obviously He's All That was so successful yeah. that we're not the only ones who think it was creme de la creme. It and was like, cream. So creamy. So creamy. So beyond creamy. And I'm happy for Addison. I'm sure like, the, you know, the whole time they were like, if this goes well, we can talk. Right. And this went well, and they talked, and this is the outcome. And it's also great for the consumers because Addison is a star, and I need more Addison on my screen, and Netflix is going to give it to me. No, she's literally just like a glamorous Hollywood movie star. Like, it's so crazy. And we were just talking about, she's on Watch Happens Live tonight, which is crazy. Which I will be watching for the first time in months. I was under the impression that you had to be 21 to be on Watch Happens Live, and maybe that's only in studio because of the bar. But you know what? Now that I think about it, like, why couldn't you just be not 21 and not drink? Yeah, no, I, I just, for as long as I remember, like, I just know that was the rule. Maybe for the bartender. Or maybe, that's true. Because you would know bartender rules. Yeah, but also maybe since it's virtual still, like, Andy's there, but the guests aren't. Oh, wait. The guests are there. But last night I watched Eileen and Davidson. And she's in New York. Last night I watched Eileen Davidson and Camille Meyer Grammer. They probably couldn't get anyone better. But she's they were in, virtual, though. Right. They probably couldn't get anyone better. And so they oh. just, like, called some people in. But she's in New York. With Jason Biggs, who lives in New York. everybody's in New York this week. So he would not have virtual guests this Okay, week. okay, okay, okay. Okay, good. 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 But, well, I mean, I guess we'll see. But there's no way. She's in New York. She was with the snitch. Honestly, I'm going to say something really controversial. I feel like Addison Rae is the next Jennifer Lawrence. Like, I'm sorry. Like, I think that. I could see it. It's happening. She's showing us. Oh, and you know how yesterday we, when we were recapping the D'Amelio show, we were wondering like if Addison kind of dealt with these same things. So I think part of the reason, and this is again just conjecture, part of the reason why Addison like might be having less of a hard time is I feel like everything that D'Amelio's do, like their reality show, like it's all very about them in real life, if that makes sense. Whereas like Addison is now doing projects like music and acting that are like, it's not like a, it's not something that follows her every day, if that makes sense. Like, she's just like doing projects and then like can leave it at the door. Whereas like they have a camera crew in their home. So this, I, I think I understand what you're saying. They have some, like a lot of what the D'Amelios are choosing to do, like the Hulu show, like they have a podcast, two chicks and the parents have a podcast. It's like, if you don't show up, you're not working. Right. Whereas I, the goal, but they, then they have social. And you have to do it consistently every day. But then they have day. social tours, which is something they can leave at the door. And yes. just like, they don't have to be on every single day. Addison also is doing things that, like Item Beauty, it's not something that she has to do every single day. It's like a product line. And I think the D'Amelios are doing some of that, but they should do more of it so that they can take themselves out of the equation more because the equation is hurting them. Right. And like when the equation is like you have to post a million times a day, talk on your podcast once a week, film this reality show, and it's also hell-bent on you and like your social battery, I think that that can be really taxing. Whereas like Addison is like, she filmed for a few months and then she stops. Like, it's pro- exactly projects you could leave at the door. Yeah. I so that was that. just like a thought. Um, a great thought. Thank you. A great thought. And wow. now this really cements Addison as a triple threat. She's a singer, she's a dancer, and she's, she's an actress. Singer. And I would love to see her in a musical. Maybe Annie Live. Maybe Annie Live. Maybe Annie the sequel. Annie all grown up and moves to Hollywood. Like, yeah. No, I mean, like, she could have been Grace. Yeah, she's like so young, but also like. Not that young in the digital space. Yeah, right. Like, I think, I don't know if she could play Grace because she's no, 20. No, I guess there's no, like, there's no role for Addison in Annie Live, I guess. There's no YA role, like. Hmm. Well, maybe for the next Live, whatever they do next. Yeah, I could see her as, like, a, honestly, 
Sandra D. Been there, done that, though. Yeah, yeah, yeah. What other musicals could be, like, good for... They did Hairspray, right? Yeah. It's my favorite musical. She's such a Penny Pingleton, like... Truly. Such a Penny Pingleton. But she could also be an Amber Von Tussle. Oh. Because she just could do it all. She's so versatile. She a could be an Amber Von Tussle. one-woman show starting Amison Ray. She does Tracy. She's Link. She's all of it. <laughs> Yeah. Well, I'm exci- I'm really excited for the content, truly. Truly. Like, he saw that was so fucking good. If you haven't watched it yet, go and watch it. And don't listen to people on the internet who just, like, hate Addison. Like, it was good. It was good stuff. It was good. Mad good. Mad good. Are you ready for our fifth and final story? Oh, my and God. And this one's going to require a song because it's, um, it's a music news story. Because it's the, the final story. Do-do-do-do-do. We need to find out what the next verse is. I'm ready to take this thing further. Okay, wait. What's the regular song? It's the final countdown. I don't. We have to listen to it. Yeah, I don't think it I know that song. It might just like keep going on. Yeah, like endlessly. This is the. Song that never ends. It just goes on and on, my friend. Some people started singing it, not knowing what it was, but they'll continue singing it forever just because this is the song that never ends. It just goes on and okay. on, my friend. I'm sorry, someone has to stop you. <laughs> Some because people the song doesn't never end. Ends. And so someone's got to end it. Fine. It's going to be me. Fine. Are you ready for the fifth and final? Story. Is the vein. Oh, yeah, I'm fine. Sorry. CMA Awards are here. Nominees. 2021 CMA Award nominees. Eric Church, Chris Stapleton, and Gabby Barrett are leading the nominations. Okay, just go quickly to Entertainer of the Year. Entertainer. I'm going to take you through all the nominees, and then we'll vote. And then our vote will mean nothing. Absolutely nothing. Nominees Entertainer of the Year. Eric Church, Luke Combs, (laughs) Miranda Lambert, Chris Stapleton, Carrie Underwood. Okay, obviously, like, my heart is with Luke Combs. But when I think of actually, like, who entertained me the most this year, I don't think Luke Combs' album came... It came out more than a year ago. Who released new music? What did we do this year? I don't know. It's, it's a weird year because we're, like, on year two of Q. So this is, like... like this isn't even This six, is from September This isn't six feet apart, like... Right. I don't know. Like, I actually felt like Luke really deserved it last year because of Six Feet Apart, and he had released an album. Yeah. Honestly, I don't know what any... Honestly, Miranda Lambert, probably, she did release an album, and she has, like, a line of tequila, a line of clothes, and she opened that bar in Nashville. Yeah. Maybe Miranda Lambert, and you know, I stand... Actually, Miranda Lambert's album did come out this year because she had that song that we loved. Mm-hmm. How does it go? Bluebird? Yeah, how does it go? I don't know. Okay, moving on. Single of the year. Famous Friends by Chris Young and Kane Brown. Just came out. Like, how can that be single of the year? The Good Ones by Gabby Barrett. Mm. Beautiful song. Hell of a View, Eric Church. Also a beautiful song. One Night Standards, Ashley McBride. Great song. I am obsessed with... I feel like I've been... And ta- Starting Over by Chris Stapleton. All really um, good songs, but like, I don't know, nothing about... Not one of these songs really like sticks out to me. Actually, The Good Ones does. Yes, but like... To me, because I, that's, like, the most my genre of all of these songs. No, but, like, as someone who, as people who operate, like, like in pop culture, that song is enormous. It blew up on TikTok, like. Okay, but, like, what was the country bop of the year? I wouldn't say the good ones, but I also wouldn't say any of these, but I also don't know what I would say. I mean, like, for me, like, it was Ashley McBride. Like, I just feel like I haven't spoken about Ashley McBride in a really long time, and that's, like, really upsetting because I stand at the altar of Ashley McBride, and... I think she deserves to win. Okay. Even though that song, like, was not the song of the year. The Good Ones was. Even though I don't even like that song. No, it's beautiful. No, also, Starting Over is so fucking good by Chris Stapleton. Also, Hell of a View is really good. It's a hell of a view. You know what song I just heard on the radio that I love? And I can tell it's really popular because it's in, like, commercials now. I'm noticing Freedom is a Highway. Have you heard that song? Sing it. Freedom is a highway. You need to listen to it. Who sings it? It's two people. I think it's Jimmy Allen and Brad Paisley. Okay, I'm, I'll listen I don't to know. it. Now I need to find out to see if my memory is worth anything. I only saw it like through the box on the radio, you know? Oh, yeah. So, and they're giving us nothing on the radio. Jimmy Allen and Brad Paisley. Good for you. Okay, that's really nice. Okay, so I don't really feel like there's a clear winner here. Agreed. Album of the year. Okay. 29 by Carly Parse. 
Dangerous, the double album by Morgan Wallen. Mm. Heart by Eric Church. Skeletons by Brother Osborne. Starting over, Chris Stapleton. If we're just talking about album... It's tough because, you know, I know he's in a bad place, but I have to say that the Morgan Wallen album that he dropped, like, right before he got canceled, was the best country album in literally, like, 10 years. Like, it's it's a beautiful piece of work. And I don't know if they're going to give it to him because he's so kind of radioactive, and I don't know if, like, country music wants to be associated. The fact that he was nominated, I think, is a big deal. Um, But I'm sorry, like, that was the album of the year. And then also just in terms of sales, like, it was the most successful out of all of those. Broke records, Country Without Borders, remember that cover? So I don't know where we go from here because Dangerous really was the album of the year. Yeah, but he's been, like, doing stuff and coming back, and he's been, rehabilitating himself. Yeah. Um... So, and this is just the nomination for album of the year. They didn't nominate him for entertainer of the year. Right, right, right. Which has to do with more than just music. Yeah, that's true. No, I'm saying, if we're just talking about this, like... Musically. Musically, from a total third-party perspective, with no additional info in the matter, it was the album of the year. Yeah. Song of the year. Forever After All, Luke Combs. Oh, that was the song of the year. Sorry. The Good Ones, Gabby Barrett, Hell of a View, Eric Church, One Night Standards, Ashley McBride, starting over Chris Stapleton. I'm loving the Ashley McBride respect, but I'm sorry, this particular award does go to Luke Combs, Forever After All. That was the song of the year. Yeah, I agree. Give them all to him. Give them all. Female vocalist of the year. That was fun. Gabby Barrett. I think she'll win because, like, she's so highly nominated. No, she's, like, weirdly, like, killing it. Like, it's so random. Miranda Lambert, Mm. Ashley McBride, Maren Morris, Carly Parse. I think it's going to be Gabby Barrett. You can't be nominated. Like, she's nominated for so much stuff. No, it's true. Like, she did that. Yeah. Male vocalist of the year. Dark Bentley, Eric Church, Luke Combs, Thomas Rhett, Chris Stapleton. I mean, there's only one man for me. No, it's honestly Luke Combs. But we have to think about it, like, from a... Like, a more real, realistic perspective. Like, Luke Holmes has not released... I think he released, like, the bonus songs of his album this year, but he didn't really release anything else. So, I don't know how you can win that award. Like, I do think it'll probably go to Chris Stapleton. Is my hair okay? Do I have had hair? You did, but now it's better. Okay. That's you just my do opinion. do, like, one more zhuzh. Okay. I guess we'll see what the Academy has to say. The Academy. Vocal group of the year, Lady A, Little Big Town, Midland, Old Dominion, Zach Brown Band. Wait, you're going so fast. No, 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 but then, because I went so fast because, like, these are always the nominees. There's only five vocal groups right, in the country right. music. And, and they never include them. Rascal Flatts, so. And they never include Rascal Flatts, and it's disgusting ages. Even though ACM Honors held an event at the Opry, did you see this? No. In honor of Rascal Flatts, where all, all these singers came out. Raylan sang Life is a Highway. Was it televised? I saw it on TikTok. I don't know where you can watch it, but it was like a beautiful night honoring Rascal Flatts. Why wasn't I invited? No, totally. That's fucking sick. Sick. Vocal duo of the year. Claudia and Jackie Ashray. <laughs> <laughs> Vocal duo of the year. Brooks and Dunn, Brothers Osborne, Dan and Shay, Florida Georgia Line, Maddie and Tay. It's Brothers Osborne. Yeah, it's Brothers Osborne. Um, Faro George Line is, like, not even together anymore. Like, yeah. Why I mean, Dan and Jay are always doing great stuff, but they can win any year, and I do. Brothers Osborne had a huge year. Brothers Osborne had a huge year, and honestly, like, it pains me to say this because I hate to be one of those people, but, like, the music that Dan and Shay makes, it's so good, but it is not country. Like, I'm sorry, I hate, that makes me sound like such, like, a like an annoying, like, you know, it's not even country, it's, but it's not. Like, it's really pop. Yeah. Like, I'm so glad you exist. Like, that is like a Charlie Puth song. Like, it's not country. Yeah, honestly, the more pop their songs are, like the ones that are super poppy, I don't like those ones. Same. And I think that their first album, the one that has... um, 19, You and Me? Yeah. Yeah. No. Hold on, just give me a second. Nothing like you. I love Summer of 19, You and Me. But they're... Not this album, but the one before it. I don't know how many they have, but is so good like they yeah see discography Dan, the album dan and shay 2018 mm-hmm. it's gorgeous like it's so fucking good and, but the next one is too i think it's called like obsessed that was the most the one before that 2016 obsessed oh. yeah they're both really good but like when they were they were huge and then they released dan and shay the album see one more there's yeah, Obsessed is probably my favorite album. They, they're just, like, not doing what they used to do for me. I'm well, sorry. They're just doing it for someone else. No offense. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Not for you. Okay, last one I'm going to do is the musical event of the year, which is exciting. By Dirt by Jordan Davis and Luke Bryan. Chasing After You, Ryan Hurd and Maren Morris. Drunk and I Don't Want to Go Home, L. King and Miranda Lambert. 
famous friends, Chris Young with Kane Brown, half of my hometown, Kelsey Ballerini mm. with Kenny Chesney. I'm going to go drunk and I don't want to go get home because that was a musical event for me. Yeah, me too. Uh, but the Kelsey Ballerini, Kenny Chesney song is delightful. Delightful. And one more category. Sorry. New artist of the year. Yeah, Jim- listening. Jimmy Allen. Ingrid Andres. feel like she's been nominated for the last two years. I was just going to say that. Gabby Barrett. What? What? She wasn't nominated last year. This is a joke. No, this, I hate when like award shows make no fucking sense. Like record of the year and song of the year. Like, no, 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 no. This doesn't make sense. Gabby Barrett is nominated. She's been around since American Idol. And I feel like last year she was even nominated for female vocalist of the year. So how could you be in that category? No, no. And then the next year be a new artist. I'm in shock. Mickey Guyton and Hardy. Oh, based on who's both a- really good. Mickey Guyton and Hardy are both amazing. That song, One Beer with Hardy and Lauren Elena is like one of my favorite country songs. Based on who's actually a new artist in this category, I'm voting for Jimmy Allen. Or Mickey Guyton is really a new artist. Yeah. Hardy's like kind of too. I'm unfamiliar. Not unfamiliar. I heard of him, but um, he's not on my playlist. Yeah. Um, okay, well, those were the Country Music Award nominations, and I feel as though you needed to know them. I do. I, n- I now feel like abreast, but it also just highlighted for me how not abreast I am. Like, I just keep listening to, like, the same old music, and, like, some of those songs, like, I don't know. No, I know. Before the award shows, I'm going to have to do some recon, like, Usually listen. they make a playlist. That's nice. So that's nice. I'll check that out. But no, I need to do a little Wait, bit. when are the CMA Awards? They're going to be in, like, November. Are we going? We haven't discussed it. We'll have to do it in our staff Strategy meeting. meeting. <laughs> Wait, we have to go. I know, but like some of us are pregnant. No, I know. Like, what the fuck? We'll discuss it. Okay. Well, I guess I could be bumping on the carpet. That would be so cute, actually. It would be cute, but you know, it would just And then be maybe like, people would like come and interview with us because they feel bad. Like, there's a pregnant woman in heels. Like, she came all this way. <laughs> Let's fucking give her, you know. The time of day. The time of day. Yeah. We could use it as like a pity play. Okay. Just a thought. Okay, sure. It, sure, if that works for you. It does. <laughs> um, okay, well, today's. Uh, t- <laughs> What? It's just like so sad. So sad. Like there's the only way we'll get like a good spot on the carpet is like if Jackie comes like bumping. If there's a pregnant woman in heels. Like, totally. To talk to her. Uh, sir, could you spare a minute for my pregnant <laughs> friend? <laughs> okay, we're going to dive into TV recap. Last night's episode of The Real Housewives of Beverly Hills. And the TV recap is brought to you by BetterHelp. Is there something interfering with your happiness or is preventing you from achieving your goals? BetterHelp will assess your needs and match you with your own licensed professional therapist. You can start communicating in under 48 hours. It's not a crisis line. It's not self-help. It's professional therapy, and it's all done securely online. The service is available for clients worldwide. You can log into your account anytime and send a message to your therapist. You'll get timely and thoughtful responses, plus you can schedule weekly video or phone sessions so you won't ever have to sit in an uncomfortable waiting room as you do with traditional therapy. BetterHelp is committed to facilitating great therapeutic matches so they make it easy and free to change therapists if needed. It's more affordable than traditional offline therapy, and financial aid is available. BetterHelp wants you to start living a happier life today. You can visit their website, read their testimonials. They're posted daily. And visit betterhelp.com slash toast. That's betterhelp.com slash toast to join the over 2 million people who have taken charge of their mental health with the help of an experienced professional. So many people have been using BetterHelp that they are recruiting additional therapists in all 50 states. And if you want a special morning toast listener discount, it's 10% off your first month at betterhelp.com slash toast. Thank you, Claudia. Okay, part two of the dinner party ended quickly no, into the episode. It did, but it was actually really shocking. And where do you where do you land? Like, whose side are you on? I'm on Sutton's side. Me like, too. And I also, it's just like the way that Erica spoke to Sutton was so disgusting. Right, it's not even about the conversation. And Sutton didn't even say anything, like, other than just, like, a whisper of... Doubt. Doubt, which the whole world has. Of course. And the fact that they, all the women let Erica sit there, just, like, petting Braid. that dog... No, petting that dog after, like, and get away with it, while Sutton's, like, has to leave so she doesn't get sued. It's like, why didn't one person stand up and say... You leave, Erica. Yeah, no. You don't talk to us like that. It was sociopathic behavior with the dog at the end. Like, how she was just so evil. And then, like, like, at some... You know what? It's just, like, not a good look for Erica. Because at some point, like, we're all human. And if, like, even if you're fighting with someone and they're, like, breaking down and you're berating them, like, you let off. Like, you let go a little bit. Like, you stop going so fucking hard. And then it's like Erica's been painted in the media as this evil woman who stole money from people, and then she's acting like an evil, like Doctor Evil, petting her, petting her dog, and like you know, verbally assaulting people. Like she's really not helping her case at all. No, and I mean the winner of the episode, PK, 
speaking facts. Facts. And it looks, he spoke facts last week about the dresses, sorry. He spoke facts this week about Erica. And it looks like he's speaking facts next week with Mauricio. Mauricio. And I'm really excited for that conversation not to be like, but next week looks good. Because it's going to put Kyle in a weird spot. Because she's just kind of blindly defending Erica. And I just don't understand what these women are doing. And (laughs) I think the person who bothered me most in this episode, weirdly, was Crystal. Oh my God. Talk about spineless. Just like, just because she thinks Sutton's awkward and like now she's excited that she's just going to be like the enemy of my enemy is my friend. Yes. Like even though the enemy of your enemy is maybe potentially a criminal. No, honestly, I, every morsel of respect I had for Crystal was washed away the moment Sutton left the dinner party and she was like crawling so fucking far up Erica's ass. It was pathetic. I'm like, you're a grown woman. You have children and you're acting like you're in high school. Like it was so lame. It, yeah, I... I'm good on Crystal now. Like, she really contributes nothing to the show. And now she's falling on the wrong side of the pack. Especially when, like, Garcelle and Sutton are the outsiders, as Garcelle said. Right. And, like, Crystal, you're an outsider. You uh-huh. can, you know, crawl all you want. But, like, no, they, like... No, it was loser-like behavior. I, I was shocked at, like, have some respect for yourself. Like, you're just... It's so blatant what you're doing. I don't even get her MO. Because, like, she She is, just hates Sutton. Yeah. And what happened between them is so not serious. Oh my God, like who fucking cares? She just hates Sutton and she's just going to immediately jump on the ship of the person who's arguing with Sutton at whatever moment, which is just like so losery. Like beyond, especially because like what you were fighting about, it's not even like it was real tings. And compared to what these two are fighting about, Erica and Sutton, like this is moronic. And you know what? Erica keeps like when, now that Sutton spoke up about her doubts, like Erica just like is looking at her like she was never a friend, but it's like. You think back to that scene like in the sauna when like or like all those things that Sutton did for her when she first found out that Erica was going through a divorce and like I think Sutton is as good of a friend as they come. So like I agree. if she's not allowed to ask questions, what like what are they doing? And like Erica being like, do you want to get sued? How dumb is Erica? First of all, because this whole time you've been treating Sutton like she's so irrational for thinking she could be implicated in this in any way just for being friends with Erica. But then you're literally threatening a lawsuit. So it's like you're literally giving light to Sutton's worst fears and the concerns that she brought up with you and also Erica like who the hell are you gonna sue like you have no money no but what's even crazier is Erica was insinuating that Tom would sue Sutton because of Sutton saying like she doesn't believe these like mental uh decline situation so it's like so she should be worried no 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 it's like Erica are you in Tom's corner right no, the fact that Erica is just kind of expecting everyone to sit around, not ask questions, and believe every word that comes out of her mouth, when she's now admitted that for the last few years she's been lying about like so much about her life, it's so unreasonable of her to ask that of people. And I don't even feel like Dorit and Sutton have like gone hard at her or really asked her the tough questions that they should. Like, I need someone to pin Erica down. I was like, where did that twenty million dollars from EJ Global come from? Like, where did you think it was coming? Like. There are so many things they could be asking, so many things they could be grilling her about, and they're not. They're just, like, poking holes in her very clearly, like, shitty stories, and that's sending her off of the edge. Like, it's so unreasonable. Who would want to be friends with someone like that? I think that Dorit was good at at the dinner party. She was, you know, call like, defending Sutton as, like, more than any of the other fantastic for yeah. anything obviously Garcelle like has Sutton's back but it was nice to see Dorit sort of calling Erica Me out too. and being like don't say stuff like that I Kyle was a disappointment completely and throwing Sutton under the bus and throwing, then not understanding why throwing, Sutton's mad throwing Sutton under the bus and then saying she's doing it to help Sutton gaslighting at its finest she was such a bad friend to Sutton and I'm so glad Sutton stood up for herself at that auction place which is just like such a weird subculture of like rich people auctioning off oh and then like whatever um then, like, she couldn't even understand what Sutton was saying. Like, Kyle knew exactly what she was doing, and she was gaslighting Sutton even more at that auction place. Yeah, like, Sutton, I don't think she's been two-faced at all. Yes, she speaks a little sh- more strongly behind Erica's back than to her face. Erica's scary. Everybody does that. Okay, Everybody. And it's not like she's saying two different things. And then at the dinner, she... And Sutton is someone who is extremely well-mannered, like, in terms of actual manners. Etiquette, yeah. And so... She went up to Erica and asked if she wanted to have a conversation. Erica said no. And Sutton's not going to have a whole conversation at the dinner table at this beautiful dinner because she has manners. Yeah. So her taking Erica's no, I don't want to talk to you, and just accepting that, and maybe they'll talk another time, isn't Sutton being two-faced. No, not at all. Like, I was so disappointed in Kyle. Me I think too. she really thought. And the way they say it on the show, they're like, well, if you talk about it privately, you have to bring it up to the group. Otherwise, you know, it's going to be out there. And it's like, it means like if you say it on the, on show, the show, you have to say it on the show. And it's like, 
we're watching the show and that's not how we feel. No, not at all. And this is like a much smaller thing, but at Garcelle's party, I feel like if I was Dorit, like I would have left crying. Me too. Did you feel like everyone was just like jabbing her like nonstop about the timing? And, her, and first of all, she got something done to her face because she looked so different. Did you notice how she looked? Oh no, she looked different, but like, I think she, that she, she might have just like recently got like lip injections or something because she just looked like like they hadn't settled yet. Okay, but whatever. Like ever, like first betting on who was going to be last, that, and then like joking about how much she talks. It was just like they would nonstop like j- like joking at Dorit's expense, and everyone's like hysterically laughing. I would have started crying. No, me too. The thing betting on her being late, like I didn't find that offensive because like she's no. the late one. Like they had a whole fight about it. But last it was season. just the first of like a million things that happened and, that night. Like she's obviously feeling like sensitive towards whatever Garcelle says to her. But when she was at the table and she started talking about. Like, like her parents PK. and like and well she, that's how it's and then she got into like the first night her and PK met and like I was really I thought it was a really sweet moment and then she's like you guys don't want to hear this and I thought the ladies like they were so mean about it like yeah when first of I all, didn't think it was a sweet moment but I was just oh, like I did it, I just like couldn't have cared less it was like a little cringy but the women like I don't know I just feel like they like she felt awkward and they could have like done something to like make her feel more comfortable these are supposed to be her friends and they just were like well, don't talk until dessert. Like, yeah. shut up. No, and also, like, none of the other women are speaking to each other. Like, does anyone have anything interesting to say? Someone's got to fill the conversation. Totally, it bothered me so much and just the way they were treating her. And enough to be like, you guys don't want to hear this, do you? And like, that, the response is like, no, we do. Even if you don't, like, at least she asked. Of course, no. And you're just like, we're at a dinner party. Let's be polite. No, we would love to hear your boring story. Like, you, that's what you do. Yeah, but it, what, it didn't seem to me like as boring as some of the other things she. It seemed pretty talk boring about. to me. Like she was just being like. Like a boring old lady. Like, you know what I mean? That's like, what they are. Back like, when I was dating PK. I don't know. I thought it was cute. Um, The dinner party, like, had weird vibes. Yeah. I just, like, cannot stand Lisa Rinna. Like, she's so far up everyone's ass, but, like, for the wrong reasons. No, and, like, what was her pretending like she wasn't at Kathy Hilton's dinner? Oh, literally, like, fake dementia. Like, amnesia. I, she was drunk, and we said that last week, and she said it, um... But to act like this is the first time you're hearing Like everything, she needed a reminder. Like you have no idea that Erica said that's not a threat, that's a promise. That like, was phony as fuck. She had two drinks. No, literally. What the fuck? Like that was so weird. It's like pretend amnesia from like three seasons ago. Yes. That was really weird. I feel like she just like, she doesn't want to have to explain herself for being blindly loyal to Erica because it's such a questionable decision. Yeah. So if she just gets drunk, she doesn't have to explain herself and she doesn't have to get involved. It's actually yeah. like a good plan. It's pretty good. And then the next day she doesn't have to have an opinion on what happened. She's hearing about it for the first time. And she just gets to tell everyone like, oh my God, how crazy was I throwing my legs in the air? Like, yeah. oh, but I thought the conversation about Erica's Instagram, like with PK, but then also Kyle was talking about it. I thought that was really interesting because it's true like the victims who have watched you like fly on your planes and drive in your Bentleys for years who have wondered where their money are monies are now they're watching you like show your vagina on Instagram like it's not the time Erica no but it's it's the victims but it's also like the public like you are also on trial in the court of public opinion and like just like us like with every word that comes out of her mouth like I am weighing what to believe and yeah. what I think happened. And like the jury is out for me about like where I stand on. So every bit of what Erica puts out there is like evidence. Being judged, and, yeah. Yeah, and that's what you decide to put out there. No, it's really bizarre. It's like she doesn't give a fuck if people believe her because the way she's acting on this show like an animal and her social media posts before the show aired and even currently, like nothing is adding up. Like does she want to be well-liked? I don't know. I don't know either. I think she thinks that if she's like, Erica Jane about it. Yeah. And I think some... Who was saying this? I think it was PK. He was talking about like Erica Jane and Erica Girardi. And I think Erica Girardi is fucked. Yeah. That's Tom's wife. Yeah. So she's leaning in heavily to Erica Jane. It's a good call. And so like she's like, I don't know her. Yeah. This is me. Yeah. That's a good call. You know? But it's like, okay, you're still the same fucking person. No, like how dumb do you think we are? Like we know you're literally the same person. This isn't Hannah Montana. Literally. It was just a very bizarre episode, but um, still so good. Yeah, no, really good. Um, it's oh, just but you know I mean, what I love? It's really frustrating when like things are happening on the show, and like it seems like and all the cast members like really think they know how it's going to play out, and they're all acting accordingly, and like everybody else watching it is like screaming that yeah. you are all wrong. Yeah, you know, like they probably think that Sutton it will never get another season, embarrassing right. herself. Like no, but the audience over- stands with Sutton and Garcelle stands with them but you know what I thought was a really fucking fabulous moment that I loved Garcelle for at the end of the episode where basically um Kyle's explaining like kind of taking up defense for Erica like 
you know, I think Erica's mad because instead of Sutton like going around and talking to everyone, she should have just come to Erica. And Garcelle's like, but you literally did that to me last year. Like, you literally told everyone that I didn't cash my check and I had no fucking idea. Like, you should have just told me. Yeah. And then she's like, well, I'm not the bookkeeper. I don't collect the money. And it's like, that's not the point. And she's like, I thought we were past that. Not the point. Like, you say one thing and you do the other. Like, you're actually hella hypocritical. Yeah, and it's like, we can be past something. Like, I don't hold it against you. But, but like, it can still be used as an I example. I can still reference it. It yeah. still happened. Yeah, totally. Well, they just filmed the reunion. I hope there is accountability. But, you know, what? after the, you know, Monique Samuels of it all. I have no faith in Andy no. to do what's right. And after like all the shit, well, not that much, but the few times Andy has spoken about it on Radio Andy and like I've heard it transcribed, he's very much giving Erica like the innocent treatment and like he's not going to be going hard. Well, I mean, I you are innocent until proven guilty and especially with Erica, it's so unclear like what she knew, whatever. But there are legitimate questions to be asked. Will he be asking them? They're such fair, especially now, now that it, the reunion was what filmed this month. We know so much, the Housewife and the Hustler, the $20 million. We know so much. Like, and if we're not even going to press on that, like, then there's no point in watching. No. I just don't know where we go from here. I don't know either because I don't think Erica's going to be fired if she's not... Convicted. Convicted. Um, I don't know how Sutton will stay on the show, but like, she doesn't deserve to lose her job because she tried to do the do right, the right thing. thing no i completely agree i don't think Sutton's gonna be fired but how her and erica can't like they can't actually have dinners like that erica's never gonna forgive Sutton. never gonna speak to her again and do you she, think she's gonna forgive dorit like they're so close i think that they are they're friends still and dorit like didn't go as hard as Sutton, even though Sutton didn't even go hard Sutton was being so lame like the fact that everyone's like oh, can't believe Sutton said that i'm like what did she say she, she was say like anything. a scared cat like yeah yeah i don't know i don't know either but Sutton and Erica, I don't think, can stay on the show because they won't speak to each other. And just like at Garcelle's dinner, like that, that doesn't work in a group of seven women. No, and Erica's just so obnoxious. Like, I'm reading the New York Times. It's more interesting. Oh, really? Is there an article about you stealing money from people in there? Right, right. Is there an expose or was that the LA Times only? Right. Like, she's so cavalier and like condescending for someone who has very questionable ethics right now. Yeah. Like, she should be acting a little bit more humble, in my opinion. Yeah. But that's just my opinion. I would agree with you. And that's our TV recap. And that was our show. And that's all we have for you today. Yes. We will see you tomorrow for the most wonderful day of the week. The most wonderful day of the year. It's called Friday. And it's just so stupendous, you guys. Don't forget to get down. We're so close to it. I can smell it. Thank you guys so much for listening to the Morning Toast, the Millennial Morning Show, where we deliver the fast five stories that you need to know every Monday through Friday on YouTube. So if you're watching this on YouTube, please feel free to subscribe and give this video a thumbs up. We're also available as a podcast anywhere podcasts can be found. So that's Spotify, iTunes, Stitcher, Public Radio, iHeartRadio, CastBox, all the places where we listen to podcasts. Find us the Morning Toast, leave a five-star review about how beautiful, stunning, and smart we are. If you're still listening to this episode, congratulations. You've made it to the Society Season 2. And to let us know that you've made it here, go drop a comment on our Instagram, our most recent post, an emoji of a tennis ball in honor of Claudia me, going to the U.S. Open. Hopefully. And head over to Spritz society.com to get your merch it is live now as you're listening so come twin with us bye Bye.